Hey guys, your girl Nia J. And Pamela Nicole. And we are back with another episode of Dynasty, Dynasty Queen. Queen. Yes, it's been a little bit, so we are back at it. But before we get into it, I did want to go ahead and shout out our sponsor, Social Media Blast Off. If you're really trying to just maximize everything you can with your social media, your platforms, whether it's X, Threads, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, you name it. We do music platforms as well, guys. If you're looking to do that, Social Media Blast Off is the place to be. So if you're ready to go ahead and get everything going for the maximization of your social media, go ahead and scan that QR code right here. Go to socialmediablastoff.net, save 40% and get your stuff going. Oh, you know. <laughs> oh, baby girl. Girl, we baby have girl. so much to catch up on. Okay. So, oh girl, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shall I say less? Krishan just had her baby off. Yes. Krishan had her baby. <sighs> and of course, we know all the hoopla and stuff that her and Blueface have been going through for whatever the past couple of years. Their whole yes. saga, their toxic love story, if you will. But, friend, what did you just hear? Like, what, <laughs> give me the scoop of what you just heard about Krishan, like just the other day. Baby. So, according to the Shade Room, Miss Krishan Rock has already started Krishan Malone Jr.'s Instagram account. There's already already the uh, email for booking for the baby at two days old. And, of course, baby daddy had a lot to say about that. He was going in talking about, oh, so you're going to go ahead and have him booking already at two days old. He already has an Instagram account at one day old. Like, what are you doing? But I couldn't be in the delivery room. That's a lot of tea. So, Girl, that is absolutely crazy. Like, just think about it. Like, come on now, Blueface. First of all, the girl's career was built off of that extra, you know, like getting the clip, if you will, doing whatever yeah. it takes to make sure that you make that network television episode, you know what I'm saying, where the producer like, okay, let's make yeah. sure this stays. So, I mean, I understand her mindset of like, okay, let's get to the back. But realistically, what is the baby going to be booking? Like, let's think about it. What kind of gigs will the baby? Just sitting there. <laughs> You're a commercial, or are we talking like what is it? You know, and it just brings me to that point of like it's very stage momish. You feel me? Yeah. Because it's like okay, so you're literally like pimping out your kid already, and they're barely breathing. You know, barely, <laughs> barely breathing, girl. Like, like, the baby was it. out of the womb for like a few minutes. Right. A few minutes. Okay. And like Krishan's like, okay, Mm-mm. business mind. But I get it. I get it. You know why I get it? Why do you get it? Who is the most infamous stage mom? And then we can take it a lot of different places because there's a lot of different places conversation conversation can go. But who is like that stage mom that you would be like, yeah, she was a pimp. Like pimp my kids? Who? The infamous. The infamous Chris Jenner. Absolutely. Chris Jenner, guys, like, come on now. First question, do y'all think that, that that sex tape, was it leaked? Was it leaked? We know it was leaked, right? That was staged. Is it even a question? That was staged. Like, I, I am fully 
thinking that that it was safe. Because, you know, you had, like you said, the Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee situation, right when, so, like, so not even social media, but when the internet was starting to come around and things were getting leaked here and things were getting leaked there. It's like, yeah. oh, Pamela Anderson can do it. So can my daughter. Exactly. Because she was, like, the first woman kind of, like, led into the whole sex tape situation or whatever. And I feel like Christianer took it upon herself because at the time, Paris Hilton was the girl that was popping. You know, yeah. she had the show with um, Nicole Richie and all that. And we know Kim Kardashian was her sidekick. She was her closet. Was she was her stylist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like the mother was thinking she had a business mind and she was like, you know what? My daughter's beautiful. I have all these girls that mm. I can capitalize off of um, in this millennial age of, of sex. Sex, drugs, rock and roll that really transgressed over time into what we have now. You know, sex sells. It's everywhere. So Kris Jenner, she really, I think she tapped in early in this whole craze of what it is now. And look at them. They're billionaires, right? Most of them. All of them, really. Well, except the boy. Uh, Robert, Robert, he had a sock line. Okay, guys. (laughs) Rob Kardashian had a sock line. I remember. I can recall that. But besides that. That's all we know about him. Because do, I don't even think he does socials. Honestly. I've never I don't have no idea. Him, so. I don't That's interesting, though. Like, you would really think. Now, okay. So when it comes to the stage mom persona, mm-hmm. if you will, what defines a stage mom and what defines a pimp? Like, what is what is Different. it? What, Clearly, by definition, or like by action, what defines okay? This person is really pimping their child, like doing whatever it takes to make a buck, mm-hmm. regardless of the kid's feelings, right? Right. Versus right. a child who wants to get into the industry, who wants to entertain, who wants you know to be the center of attention. I feel like that's the deciding factor. What do you think about that? I, I definitely think so too. There's definitely that that fine line. So, like with um, the the good stage mom, if you will. Like I think yeah. of um, like the gymnasts and like, you know, athletes, the best interest probably 80% of the time is the child in their future. You know, they're right. getting all these endorsements and sponsorships that are helping. So it's not really like the parents are pimping or coming out of pocket or having to like rummage for money because they already have everything set. Like with, you know, like sponsorships, like Adidas, you know, Nike, stuff like that versus what's the next fad and let me see if my daughter or my son or whatever my child is is down for the cause and just to reap the benefits later on in life so that's where the that line is drawn where it's more of a selfish thing versus a selfless thing i understand what you're saying however i do feel that some sports parents also can be extremely extremely pushy extremely demanding of their children almost like military fathers or mothers on the but on the contrary though like with venus and serena because i watched that uh that movie about their life that came out i think whoever was it tyler perry somebody produced it i don't know Mm -hmm. the movie that came about venus and serena you really see their father really push them really hard yeah when they didn't want to do it you know he was like nah you got to get up you got to get to that that tennis court you know what i'm saying practice 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 that was his thing but they are super mega successful because of 
their father's, you know, efforts. Yeah, he's it's more of a dedication, to- honestly, like, you know. So what is the de- what is the deciding? Because obviously we have stage fathers too. A sports mm-hmm. dad is a stage dad. It's the same thing. Because with sports and athletics, if you're the best at what you do, you are going to be a celebrity, point blank, period. There's yeah. no way around it. You know what I'm saying? So it all kind of falls into the same spectrum. They are very pushy stage um, moms, and they're very pushy sports dads as well. Mm-hmm. But what is, what is that thin line like? What makes it malicious gotcha. versus good intent? I have a really good example of a stage dad, Joe Jackson. Mm, Hello, Joe Jackson, right? (laughs) I mean, think about it. it. At the same time, compare Joe Jackson to like a Matthew Knowles. You know what I'm saying? Who who is also a force to be reckoned with, but it was for the betterment of his daughter in the group. On the other hand, Joe Jackson was beating them kids, right? Right. Right, right. I don't know. It's like, what's that? What's that fine line? What do you think that fine line is? This is so hard to say. And the reason I say it's so hard to say is you're looking at two totally different generations of people, and like how they function. And like, I mean, I don't know, like how it was like back when our parents were younger, and like you know during that time, it could have been a lot different as far as getting that fame, getting there to that, to, you know, the extremes are more so versus now this is more of like a virtual type um, generation. So things kind of come easier, but it's still messed up the way that people, yeah. you know, exploit their kids. Sure. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, you know, there's a lot of different factors that do play a part into how each generation of stage mom or stage dad is gonna, you know, develop. Um, right. Another one that I've heard was a really good stage dad was like Cindy's father. I you know, someone that. who was supportive, who always made sure their daughter was on set on time. I feel like I said, if it's your kid's passion to be in the entertainment industry and they're like, mom, dad, I wanna go to all these castings and please, yada, 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 I wanna do yeah. this, that. And they are expressing their dreams and their desires to you. By all means, listen to your kids. Please don't try to discourage them and tell them, oh, that's not for us. We're just regular folks. That's not what we do. Don't do that to your kids. Don't ever discourage them from doing anything that they want to do. Because just because you felt you couldn't do it doesn't mean there's not an outlet or a way to get it done. So I do feel kids are coming to their parents and begging, you know, like, hey, I want my shot. I want to get my chance to make it. Then that's different than a person who's being extremely pushy to a kid who doesn't want to do it. You know, and like, like, you know, I was just mentioning different generations of things. I feel like we're going into a newer, we're right on the cusp of the new generation of all these little influencers that are growing up in middle school, elementary school uh, influencers that are independent. Some of them do Mm -hmm. have like the parents that are like the stage parents, you know, and that are like kind of helicopter parenting and watching everything they do on socials and everything. But I'm sure there's other ones there that are just kind of like, you know, do your thing. You know what you're doing. You want to do this. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like as the decades have progressed, it's getting more to where people are becoming children or becoming more independent with things. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely, for sure. Um, Another one that I want to mention, I think that's a really good example of how it all went really bad. 
And a lot of our younger viewers may not know what we're talking about, but <laughs> the Jean Benet, remember Jean Benet yeah, Ramsey? I was just thinking about that. Yes. You know? I mean, you know, Ramsey. there's a lot to say about that one because she was Little Miss, you know, whatever, beauty queen. Yes. She had the stage mom and she had her father and it was all the speculation of who killed her or whatever. So I do feel, I don't know, look, I wasn't there. I don't know all the facts. I don't know what happened to the child, but I do know based on what I've heard in the movie that I saw that her mother was not the kindest to her and she really did force you know because how is a, a very small child gonna tell you hey mommy i want to be in pageants i want to do this you know mm -hmm. i mean i don't know that's a whole nother like toddlers and tr type of situation yeah yeah but i don't know i just feel that if the parent the parents were in any way responsible it would just really go to show how bad it can go oh for the sure. stage mom and the stage kid you know uh, relationship it's all about control. Like I, I really realize like a lot of these like docuseries that they do about, you know, the parents, there's something that's just off here. And there's also that like sense of control that they have to control every aspect of their child's life. You know, it's like an extension of them that they weren't able to like fulfill. You know what I that's mean? That's definitely, you know, a lot of it is psychological. A lot of those stage moms, they may have wanted to be, you know, that beauty queen or that television personality or that actress, and they force the child, like Brick Shields, you know. Yeah. But I heard she had a really good relationship with her mom. But I know they're really better at doing it now. But back in the day, kids were exploited. I ain't gonna lie. Even mm -hmm. if you listen to like some of the R&B groups from like the '90s, like the Drew Hills, and um, these people were underage. The Drew yeah. Hills, the you know SWVs, singing about mm -hmm. sex and boys spending the night and stuff. Y'all like 15, 16 years old. <laughs> you know, Monica singing like a grown ass woman. When today yeah. that would be like, what is going on? on. Should be called the you know Me Too movement. Like, what's happening here? You know, mind you, R. Kelly was writing a lot of that stuff too. That. And other industry execs who I feel just haven't been exposed, but that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic. But yeah. yeah, I just feel like kids in the industry for so long were exploited. Exactly. They were really exploited, you know? And, and you know, it's like talking about the kids in the 90s, like especially like music and stuff like you're saying. Think about another major corporation that has had a lot of their stars as young kids have issues and what what corporation do you think i'm talking about who've had their stars have issues mm -hmm. like, like actresses actor the acting it, it's, one, it's one major channel i'll give you a hint oh the disney ah you already got you already know girl yes is that yes. where you're going with it mm -hmm. yeah Ooh. how many how many disney kids can you just think of right on the top of your head that have had issues and it's always kind of generalized with their parents yeah you know a what lot i mean of the time. a lot of the time i forgot you know way back in the day the reason i forgot what it's called when kids entered the um the actors guild mm -hmm. there is um a protection plan that is to protect them from their own parents 
So it's their own, what is it called? It's called a, a something account where all of the money that they make before they're 18 goes into this special account. And then either when they turn 18 or 21, they have access to the funds. And it's named after a child star from back in the 30s. He was like little rascals or something who was quite honestly, he was really taken uh, advantage of by his own parents. They dried him up for everything. When he was of age, he was like, oh yeah, get into the bag, call him, you know, going to the bank. There's no money to be done. Yeah. So I think it's like a Gruber, it's like a Gruber account or it's called something like that. Uh So those kids are supposed to be protected. You know, yeah, they got for that. (laughs) There's still situations where, you know, a kid is a kid. They don't know what to look at in a contract. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so Very true. They're at the mercy of their parents, whether they have their best interest at heart or whether they do not. You know, it's right. Really, the kid is left at the mercy of the heart and will of their parents. I agree with that. That's And it's sad. It, it really is sad. It's like you have rights, but you don't. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're not old enough to understand your rights. So exactly. it, it sucks. You know, yeah, it really does suck because yeah. I know my colleague, Macaulay Cockin, all of them, they oh, have yeah. real issues with their parents. Lindsay Lohan was going at it with her mom. Like, remember that? Oh, yeah, her, you know, her mom mm-hmm. were like enemies. That. You know I mean? The yeah. only relationship that I've seen that's worse than that has been with Black China and her mother. That relationship is just like, a, you know, it's uh, hot mess. It's, <laughs> How do you feel about the reverse of it? The the kid who becomes the star first, and then the mm. celebrity mother is kind of portrayed as like this buffoon character or this right. you know dramatized caricature or whatever. Um, how do you feel about? Because it's a couple of them that come to mind, and Black China's mom is just one of them. She comes to mind, but there's a there's several that come to mind. Can you think of any like those those celebrity moms that are just like they're in it for the wrong reasons? <laughs> I'm thinking of what what was that little oh, the dance mom, Honey Boo Boo? That's what when you say that, that's what I think of. Oh yeah, Honey Boo Boo's Honey Boo Boo's mom. That's exactly Definitely. what I think of when you say that too. I'm like, okay, no, like it doesn't make any sense to me. It re- it really doesn't. It yeah, really really that, doesn't. Or even the parents who are just like down out bad. Like I remember Keisha Cole's mom was just. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She was just, bless her heart, rest her soul. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, was Keisha, was she exploiting her mother for the views? I feel like, yeah, definitely. Was it exploitation or was it to draw awareness? You know, like, I feel like it could have been a little mixture of both. It could have started out as like more of awareness and then you see what comes with that. And it's like, oh, okay, well, let me keep doing it. You know, let's let's keep going. I'm gonna get this bag regardless. So let's keep going, you know? Exactly. So I feel like I feel like that good intent can quickly turn into something really bad, really quick. Yeah, money is involved. I agree. Mm-hmm. I feel money can really kind of persuade so, people to go around they never thought. It's the root of all evil, yeah. girl. It is the root of all evil, you know. It can so, be. Yeah. It absolutely can be. So, yeah, that's just another thing to consider is these celebrities who are exploiting these parents who are down and out. Um, 
blue face mom. Girl, <laughs> that woman, look, the whole, the whole family. Ah, <laughs> the whole understand. family. I don't understand. And it's like making full circle to Krishanti. They're all crazy. All of them. All of them. They are all crazy. And apparently that's what the world wants to see. I, I just, Why do you think people are drawn to people who don't have their ish together? What is it about people that have a lot going on in a negative way that reels people in, whether it be fighting on television or member 16 and pregnant. See, I think like MTV was one of the first networks that really honed to do that. People's yes. People's troubles. But no, no, no. The blueprint was Jerry Springer. <laughs> you yes. hone into people's troubles. Yes. He was the blueprint. And then MTV, I feel, adopted that. But how do you feel like, um, like, how do you feel about that? Like that whole little like genre of exploitation <laughs> of like just people down and out. And what is it about that that people it draws people in you know i i put what you're saying into like perspective of real life too because people love to watch just crazy stuff people like the smut they like all the drama because either one they don't have the drama in their life two you know it's literally a entertaining and i mean it is entertainment it is a form of entertainment but the way I'm like saying reality is like if someone is in need of help or they, you know, do something, they need something. How many times, nine times out of 10, do you see people actually helping other people? Nobody's helping. They're watching, they're filming, they're causing more of the drama. So I feel like the reality and the not reality is just, it's, it's drama, it's entertainment. And that's what people love. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you just, or people just don't want to get involved. You know what I really think it is? And I agree with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I really think it is the human, like, the human thing to want to see someone who's doing worse than you. Because, you know, a lot of people feel they're not where they want to be in life. So mm -hmm. I feel that I the thrill with trash entertainment is, ooh, damn, they're, they're fighting and going through this and that. And mm -hmm. life is horrible. Or remember, like I said, 16 and pregnant or drug oh, yeah, addiction yeah. or hoarders. Those type of networks really capitalized on people who were down and out bad. Yeah. And it's, you know it's, what I'm saying? It's sad. Or with elements, all kind of stuff, you know? And either it's that person's doing worse than me or networks like TLC, they honed into the freak, freak, you know, freak stuff of like, uh, sorry, little people with multiple children or people with like, you know, octuplets and all this weird freak circus stuff. Mm -hmm. no, I totally <laughs> so again, it. it goes to, you know, like the old circus days of, oh, I want to go to the freak show or the circus and see the mm -hmm. bearded lady or the person who, you know, doesn't have or the crab legs or whatever it is. Because right. you want to see someone who is either so odd that it's like, wow, what is that? Or they're, they're down out real bad, worse than you. Yeah. So I feel it kind of the modern day reality television, it kind of derived from that, from the old school freak show, the mm -hmm. circus act. Then it became, you know, the Ricky Lake and the Jerry Springers, like it became the talk show. Right. Then it yeah. kind of transitioned into reality TV, you know? Yeah. So I really sure. feel like that's where that came from. 
That's just crazy. You know? It is a natural thing for people to be like, ooh, really? Not you had all. three kids with your first cousin? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are happily married? Like, what? Or Mari. Everybody watching oh, yeah, the Mari show. You know, and the people running off stage or whatever, like, it's so much just weird stuff that people got going on. Or the, the court shows. It just yes. really goes to show that we really want to see people's drama and mess. And it's we want to see their drama and mess. It's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> yes, that. And it's just almost, it's almost a sense of and this is kind of like a psychological thing in my, the way I think about it, because you mentioned hoarders. It's a way of holding yourself accountable too, because I know personally, if I watch hoarders, I'm cleaning the house. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. We, even if it's already exactly. clean, I'm going to clean it again because it just makes me <laughs> So I'm like, like there's got too much going on. You know what I mean? So I feel like it yeah. is a way to hold yourself accountable in ways. But it's also entertaining, <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, I mean, it's crazy, you know? It, it's really crazy. So going back to the Joe Jackson question, or mm -hmm. the whole Joe Jackson-like situation with Michael. Yeah. Do you feel that Michael Jackson would have been the greatest entertainer of all time had his father not really been on his behind like he was? We know he had natural talent. Right, of course. Did he need that extra push? Or what was, like, were Joe Jeff, well, what's his name, Joe Jackson, were his yeah. efforts needed? Like, was it necessary to propel Michael to the level, the level of success that he reached? Or was it excessive? Was it too much? Like, I see what you're asking. I, I, I think, honestly, it was needed. As, as messed up as that sounds, it was needed to push him, but it could have been, he could have backed off them because I feel like a little bit. it was traumatizing for all of yeah. them, honestly. But I, for Michael, especially, I feel like it was the most traumatizing and he dealt with the trauma as an adult and he didn't deal with it in the healthiest ways. You know what I mean? Do you think that Michael Jackson was exposed to other people in the industry? Did somebody oh, do absolutely. something? You know, absolutely. Did somebody do something inappropriate with this boy when he was a child? Because if you look at like early interviews of him, like in the early 70s or whatever, when he's a kid, he seemed like, okay, he seems to be a happy go lucky child. Mm -hmm. And they say as he gets older, you know, I heard when he actually recorded um, what album was that? Thriller or whatever, the one he yeah. did with Quincy Jones. That whenever he recorded, he was like, turn all the lights off in the studio. I don't want anybody looking at me. He's like, I'm so ugly. Turn all the lights off. So he was so insecure about his looks and his father really bashed him about his physical features, all of them. And if you look, they all got facial reconstruction. Yes. Nose, yes. Whatever it was, cheekbones, whatever they got going on. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, no. Joe Jackson did a lot of good, but he also drilled a lot of negativity into his kids' heads as far okay. as their physical appearance, as far as self-hatred yeah, and wanting to identify less with being Black, even though that's what made him the megastar he was. You right. know, like, he was a cool Black man with swag, Michael Jackson. Yes. He could dance, he could sing. He, he, he did everything. Yeah, exactly. He did everything. And then he became... The greatest entertainer. Can you give me an example of the most exploited child star of all time? 
It would be him. Shall I say less? Look at what happened. It's, it's so sad. Like it really does. It really hurts me because it, it sucks. You know, as like, an adult, it hurts different. Yeah, because it's like you know we had talked a while back about you know the R. Kelly thing and Aaliyah, and it's just like I know you. You know me. We've been singing these songs and not thinking anything of what they're saying until you know you get older and it's like what the heck listen what did to the she lyrics, say folks. the lyrics yes <laughs> listen to the lyrics folks like what are these people talking about what is this grown man writing about uh, how old was she 14 15 yes just um just so uncalled for and so violating and so the fact that her team or her parents or whoever was managing her didn't call him out on it yeah but i know money, you know sometimes money will really make people do things they never thought they would do unfortunately yeah so yeah. i don't know i don't know if her parents told her out look if you watch the third installment of what is it the r kelly whatever it's called oh yeah you're you already watched it <laughs> what is it catching r whatever it's called yeah, r yeah. kelly the three-part docu-series that you can find on all streaming pretty much Platform. um these parents if you really look at it the parents on on camera crying and you know this oh, and that yeah. and like but how did your daughter get into you know into this man's custody or into his yes. presence or into his home they, they let them they let them they let them they let them, they let them. Mm-hmm. and funny thing a lot of these kids, they weren't just from single mom homes. It was the mom and the dad. Yes. Especially the last one complete, that still hadn't like let go of him. You know? These are complete families, guys. These aren't girls who came from broken homes. These mm-hmm. are coming kids coming from complete families, mother, father, you know? Right. And the father is also allowing their daughter to go out. It says a lot. To me, it says a lot. It if does. R. Kelly didn't respect the parents, the fathers, how is he gonna respect the daughter? Like your dad is willing to sell you pretty much. Exactly. That is <laughs> and, and it, it's really and that's sad. not picking the right way. Kardashian, okay, Kim was of age. Everybody can make a bag off of it. Oh yeah. Mom, Ray J and Kim <laughs> for all time. As many times as it's bought, streamed, played, whatever. Yes. With Vivid. Um, but grown folks, this situation. A minor. Yeah, it's unacceptable. Minors. Unacceptable. And what kills me on the R. Kelly thing, girl, like, the parents were even like, oh, well, we were scared that, you know, he, he was going to burn our house down. He was going to kill us. He was going to, that man, that man, individually, he was not going to do anything to y'all. He had people to do those things. So y'all, yeah, good, the, right? that. Most to do it. That. And then it's like, oh, well, he was going to pay off our debt. He was going to, like, mind blown. He was going to pay off your debt. You have a child. You have a whole little human that you created, and you're telling me that your debt is more important than your child's safety. Exactly. Like, come on. So unfortunate. It's really sad. When you really, when you think about it, and you really get to the nitty-gritty of it, yeah. A lot of parents are willing to sell their children out. And it's disgusting. For, like, for money. For money. Yeah. Yeah. It's like money comes and goes, you know? 
you got to hold on to things about the things that are, you know, most important. Yes, money's exactly. important, but your child is much more important. You know? Exactly. Now, going back to Michael a little bit, do you mm-hmm. think that any of the stuff they said that he was responsible for, do you think he was guilty? Did he touch children or whatever? How do you feel about that? And it's okay, guys. This is a safe space. Yeah. You know, like Dynasty Queens, let's, let's talk about it. Let's yeah. voice our it's, opinions. You know? Yeah, because we don't have the answers. Nobody has the answers. You know? Not biased. The answer, we're not biased. Wow. So how do you feel about that? I mean, my honest opinion, I feel that it's almost like the R. Kelly thing. He, yes, I do think that he did touch little boys. And I feel like that is an extension of what he, the trauma that he went through as a little boy. So he is just acting on things that have happened to him in the past. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I feel like, same with R. Kelly. Like, I feel like he was doing the same thing, going through the motions that he went through and dealing with that. That's the way he dealt with his traumas, like reliving, reliving that stuff and putting that on other people. So yes, to answer your question, absolutely. He was such a little boy. It's so hard to like, just really think about it that way. It's like you want, it's like, of course with R. Kelly, we know. Yeah. Like we, we really know, we have all the evidence and stuff. And then I always feel like with people like the Michaels or even before, the way I felt with Bill Cosby before, I felt he, mm-hmm. I felt it was, it was hoopla. I felt it wasn't all, you know, as I don't know. But I watched the Showtime special yeah. about Bill Cosby and it changed my mind. Complete 360. Like it, it changed my mind. Yeah. Um, mainly because I watched the women getting interviewed and i looked at their eyes and i looked at their body language and i was like this woman is not lying right she would have nothing to gain really from lying about something it's really embarrassing the things and the situations that he put these women in exactly like nobody wants to like make that up you know that's not something you want to just make up yeah you don't want to make something up one girl said that she woke up um she was naked in his bed and he was like, hey, you got to go. My wife is on the way. And she didn't even realize how she got in his bed. Because supposedly he would, you know, supposedly, he would uh, put quaaludes in their drinks or whatever. Alcohol, regular drinks. And some people say, okay, well, these were women who were, you know, on the nightlife or strippers, whatever it is. But it doesn't matter. No says no. No means no. If you say right. no, that means that it's just because you're at a party or you're invited to a celebrity's event right. doesn't mean you want to get raped. <laughs> it doesn't mean you want to have sex with that person. It doesn't mean that at all. No. It could mean you're going to have a good time. It could mean they said, hey, Cosby thought you were pretty or, you know, conducted yourself well at this event. Hey, come back and spend some time with multiple different women. And yeah. then he would kind of like select, okay, I want to, I want to scope this one out, target this one, like a predator. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> when you think about it, it's just so crazy. Because you're like, okay, why would somebody of his caliber need to be raping people? That. Why would someone of R. Kelly's caliber need to do what he did? Why would someone of Harvey Weinstein, all these men of power influence? Because it's not just black men. It's not just black men. Okay, I'm not here to bash black men. It's all these people of different races in the entertainment business, period. All of these men, right? 
and women who also facilitate mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. that is not consensual. We're right. not here debating, you know, we're not judging people's lifestyle preferences or choices. We're talking about consent. That's it. Yeah. That is it. And it <laughs> seems to be it. the hardest thing to deal with, you know, and it shouldn't be. The simple thing, no, no means that we learned that growing up when we were little bitty kids. No means no, <laughs> you know. And it can't be more prevalent than when it comes to sex and relations with whatever. Wow. Consent is the only way. There is no other way. So if people ask, well, why are these men of power? Why are they preying on women? Because it's not about. Because of course you'd be like, man. Bill Cosby can get any woman he wants. Why would he need to do this? Why would he need to drug? Mm-hmm. It's not about that. When you have a predator mindset, yeah, it's a hunt. It's not about how many women you can get. Because you're not looking at this woman in a desirable way. You're looking mm-hmm. at her to control her. Yeah. No, there's a difference. That's, a That's how a I feel. Sad. I don't know. But what about you with Bill uh, MJ? Do you, do you feel like he was definitely a predator or do you feel like, I mean, what do you think? Oh God, it's just, it's really hard for me, y'all. It's really hard for me to just sit here and be like, hey, Michael was just out there, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, like, the music lover in me doesn't want to believe it. Right. No, I get that. I totally You know what I mean? That. Like the fan, the fan girl in me doesn't want to believe it. Right. Because come on, like, I mean, he is a legend, right? So it's really hard sometimes to separate these artists from their personal lives. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say about it. I mean, that's honestly how I felt about, you know, of course, Red, R. Kelly, we all knew things were, you know, something was up. But the yeah, music, that like, one. You know, there was just so oh. much evidence over the years too with the R. Kelly case. Yeah, you know, like just so much over time. The young lady with the tape. Yeah. Then you know, stuff with Aaliyah even before that. Yeah. People said he used to, you know, hang out with middle schoolers at McDonald's after con. Like all just crazy, bizarre stuff. Yeah, that's no, that's weird. That's weird. As I don't know what. What the music if there was a report today, if there was a report, because let's see, Aaliyah was about 14, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say if, who's someone who's popular right now? I don't know. Tory Lanez marries Blue Ivy Carter. Like, this <laughs> time next year. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> what a combination. Like, what? So why was nobody in the 90s, why were they concerned about poor little Aaliyah, who was, mind you, singing about AJ nothing but a number at 13, and guess who wrote that song? Robert Robert. Kelly. Okay. I just, as you get older, you just really start to process and look at things differently. You have to really look at the whole team around, production, the entourage, management, the label. Yeah. They all knew. They had to listen to these songs before the CD cleared, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And see, at this point, it's a morale. Like everybody knew 
That is some bull. But you, know, but you know what the thing is too about that? I don't ever remember anybody coming out back when we were growing up like in the 90s. I don't ever remember anybody just saying this is wrong. It was almost like a brainwashing situation, like Big Brother's watching and like putting out this material, putting out this material left and right, and we're just eating it up, you know? Yeah. And nobody really was thinking like, hmm, well, why would she say that? You know, like now it's like, I feel people are more woke and it's just like, people say things that and now everything is so, people are so um, sensitized to everything that people say nowadays. So any little thing that's like, wait, 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 no, that's not right. Everybody holds on to everybody's words now versus like back in the 90s. It's like, yeah, that's a good song. The 90s were free for all. I was watching a documentary about Dr. Dre and the guy that he um, started Interscope with um, mm -hmm. the other day. I was watching this on Hulu. And um, the focus was on gangster rap. There was politicians and senators and all these people like, oh, they're talking, you know, all this smack. But nobody was listening to the R&B songs, really, because if you listen to the R&B songs, the way they exploited those teenage singers, like it's so, mm. it's so many songs. Like, like I said, you listen to Drew Hill or any of them, Aaliyah, any of those people that were underage mm. singing sex songs. I feel like they should have been more focused on that than the gangster rap. That. The gangster rap, these are real life gangsters. Yeah. Wrong. Talking, about, Talking about what they do. Yeah. No one was listening to the R&B. I think that's so funny because there was a big, they were really focused on rap and censorship. And not no even looking at. <laughs> like that was just completely. That's so crazy to me. That's insane. The heck. That was I mean, the era. I Imagine those folks now. The ones who were so mad at Tupac and them. Mm -hmm. Imagine them listening to Sexy Red. What were they going to say about that? <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> oh my God. But you know, I was thinking too, like if Aaliyah was still alive today. Mm. what would she have said? You know? What would she have been? Yeah, what would she have said about the whole thing with this, with the R. Kelly series come out? Like, you know you, you know what I'm saying? Like, because she was honestly, if had she had just said something, that's a wrap. Like, none of those other women would have had to come forward, I don't think. You know, you know what? Unfortunately, I feel like if you think about it, she was 22 when she passed away. Mm. Can you imagine how young that is? She wasn't ready, but I felt like she would have eventually said something, and I feel like she would have supported the, the documentary like full throttle. Yeah, for sure. Like 100%. Yeah. That's how I feel. Um, and it's really sad and unfortunate. Her whole, the whole story is sad. Yeah. The fact that she was taken advantage of by this grown man and the way she died, it was just, it's too much. Yeah, it is. It's really I mean, crazy. And her but mom was I, not I, an advocate I, for her either, you know, like, because I think they had tried to reach out to her and she just, she didn't want to talk. Like, what are you hiding, you know? Exactly. Prime example of really pimping your child out, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And it just went, it went so wrong. It did. I feel the moral of the story is really like if you need to find out what your kids' interests are. If they want to pursue the entertainment industry, then support them. By all yeah. means, support them. Make sure they have the right people around them, people that care about them, the right management, you know? Yeah. Um, all of that, it really matters because a lot of these people are in it for the wrong reason. They mm -hmm. don't care about the kids. They're in it for the money. 
So if you're a parent who really loves your child, that needs to be the primary focus is making sure they are taken care of, they have a village to support them. They need some kind of, I'm sure they do have like a nonprofit or something that they have for, you know, children that are coming up into the industry and like wanting to pursue these, you know, passions and stuff. But, you know, it just needs to be made more aware especially even like I said, even the little kids um, nowadays, little influencers, like the one that apparently died and then she resurfaced on social media of something about her dad um, had posted that she had passed away. It's crazy stuff. Like, even though they're more independent, like I said, they're still not safe either and they need support and protection as well. You know? Definitely. I so agree with you, girl. I so agree. You guys, thank you again so much for listening and participating. Please drop in the comment section um, any stories you want to share about anybody that we left off the roster, celebrity, parent, child situation that either went really well or really bad. Express your opinions. Let us know. We want to have a whole forum. We want to make the whole comment section a forum where we're talking to each other and, you know, sharing ideas. Um, because this is a family. You know what I'm saying? So we love you guys. Thank you so much for watching. Um, and then once again, my name is Leah J in closing. And I have the beautiful Pamela Nicole. And until next time, guys, you are watching Dynasty, Dynasty Queen. Queen. Yeah. <laughs>